Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Pace Nation, broadcasting from Studio 1A here in Clarendon. We're on episode number 28. I'm your host, Chris Farley. Alongside me is my co-host, as always, Joanna Russo. Joanna, what's up? Chris, I thought it was episode 29. You did. I know. You made a uh, almost almost made a, a, a terrible mistake by mentioning that on air, uh, but glad we uh, corrected you before in our pre-show meeting. And then I was able to bring it up on air anyway. <laughs> yeah, so I know. I thought I thought that you, we didn't need to uh, correct you, but apparently uh, we did, and we um, are on episode twenty-eight. And, and with us today, of course, is William E. Docs. Docs, what's up? Regardless what number it is, I'm excited for a really big show today. It is a big show. I don't know. It's going to be a big show. Maybe 28's her favorite number, too. Uh, a lot of the same nope. old. No? No. Too, too many even numbers in 28. That's uh, very true. Yeah. 23, was that your number? That's one of them. That's one of them. Nine. Nine. Three. three. Not 28. But it is episode 28. Big show today, guys. Uh, we've got a guest coming on. Later in the program, Chris Kwiatkowski. He is a, uh, he's an, I'll say he's an elite runner, but he's a man of many talents. And he's making his way, uh, his career in running through coaching, through running, through work in the store. Uh, an interesting guy. He's um, going to join us and, and talk a little bit about everything. So we are excited to have him on the program. Uh, of course, we have the tweets of the week. Our intern was very helpful getting our, our tweets together, so we've got to discuss all those. We also um, are going to talk a little bit about my marathon coming up. I know you guys are really excited about that. I'm running Philly in a, in a couple few weeks. Are you talking to us? We're both checking our email. <laughs> oh, yeah. And also, we have a new segment today, Docs. Uh, it's called In the News. And it's going to be uh, running in the news. So uh, we look forward to, to, to getting into all that on today's program. Um, Super. Yeah. So today, let's let's switch it, switch it up, guys. Um, Joanna, you read the tweets last week, and I thought that went well. There were some people that really liked it. I know. So let's, let's uh, start our program today with the tweets of the week. Okay. Well, <clears throat> um, first up, we have breaking news. About the British Bulldog yes. of Charlottesville, Virginia. Now, and, now we heard about the British Bulldog last week. Docs mentioned mm, the British Bulldog. Before was, anybody fact checks us, it was actually two weeks ago okay, on episode was it? 26. Yeah. Okay. We heard about the British Bulldog, uh, and we had a loyal listener tweet us about the Bulldog. Yep. Bill Palmer uh, said, turns out he's not British, and then no. included a link to an article about the local legend. Oh, that's very disappointing that he's not actually British. Why do we think he was British? Because he wore the Union Jack uh, short shorts. Oh, but right. they, they talk about that in, in the article. So we, yeah. we retweeted the link if anybody wants to read the article, uh, which um, incidentally was posted on November 5th after our show. So obviously, wow. shout out to whoever's down at uh, NBC29 down in Charlottesville who's listening to the podcast. And stealing our stories. <laughs> but they, they talk about that in the first paragraph. They say that, a.k.a. the running man, a.k.a. the British Bulldog. So, Yeah, his, his name is what? Philip? Philip Weber. Philip Weber. 
Uh, he runs over a hundred miles a week. It sounds like, and uh, it was it was actually interesting to hear uh, about this guy because we had seen him. Those uh, those of us who've lived in Charlottesville uh, know this guy and see him running around town. Good story. Uh, yeah, if if you have a couple minutes, you can uh, watch the NBC twenty nine uh, uh, piece on him. I thought it was funny at the end. The the two uh, women anchors. Spoiler alert here. Uh, were were like, wow, he's he's an eligible bachelor, <laughs> and um, I don't know if they were his type, um, but anyways, who knows? Nice editorial. Uh, who 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 knows? I just thought that was a little bit um, manufactured, but watch it for yourself. Let me know what you think. We just established that they listen. Okay, so it's true. Be nice to them. Right, that's a good point. All right. So next up, uh, Francis uh, at District Francis said, an elderly lady insisted that I stop my run so that she could give me a handful of candy, ran around the corner and threw it away. And that, of course, is in reference to Kelly talking about getting water bottles on her runs. Yeah. And I uh, I actually appreciated that tweet because I, I feel the same way. You don't want to disappoint somebody and i'll do that in races too where you see the little kids on the side handing out oranges or bananas and i just feel compelled to take them even if i'm going to eat them or not yeah because in in your world um if you can't have them you don't want anybody else to have <laughs> no, them. that's not it i think that there's these kids or folks get get some sort of like joy out of us taking it and well, you don't have to take your stuff. You can give him a high five. All right. I guess I could do that. Well, I want to know where he's running that somebody's giving out candy because I am going to reroute <laughs> myself there. over there. Is that is that better than high school boys' phone numbers? Um. Yes. Uh, you I, thought about it for a second. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's I a, a reference back to, I mean, it just sounds weird <laughs> that you're talking about her getting high school boyfriend or guys. I didn't numbers. say she got a high school boyfriend. No, I'm sorry. I said sorry. she got high school right, go boys ahead. numbers. You're yeah. the one who's making it weird. All right. um, I had a, a situation in, when I was working down in Mexico where I, I went to go run on the beach and a guy was trying to sell me beer mm-hmm. uh, while I was on my run. Wow, really? Yeah. How many cases did you buy? I was like, like there were two things wrong with his, with his sales, uh, pitch. sales pitch. One... I'm clearly running, and I, you know, who brings their wallet when they're running? So it's like, like exactly what I want to do is, is chug a, um, a Dos Equis right. uh, in the middle of a long run, you know? Right. Probably not a good audience to sell to. I agree. Uh, Francis, we still owe you your $20 gift certificate for the Tweet of the Week. I thought it was sent out. That's my bad. I apologize about this week. Okay, so next up, um, we had... Uh, Peter Russo, so PBR5036 Russo, tweeted, Great logo, but to be accurate, shouldn't one of the figures on be on a bike if it, that's a hill? Yeah, uh, it is a great logo. Uh, we we uh, introduced that this week. We're really, really excited about that. Um, and I do... I, I, it's I do a great agree. shout out. I do agree. Uh, I thought this was that, one of my dad's better jokes. Yeah, like my dad makes some pretty bad dad jokes, and sometimes I wish that he weren't on Twitter. Yeah. Um, but this one, congratulations, Dad! You hit it out of the park. You, yeah, yeah, you made great. you made me laugh, and I was really excited. And then Pace the Nation tweeted at my dad: "If we're going for accuracy, then they would only be on a bike going down the hill." Yeah. And I would like to state that nobody at this table put that out in the universe. Yeah, we right? got to tighten up this. 
Hmm. We have to tighten up who uh, controls the Pace the Nation Twitter, <laughs> apparently. So don't uh, disparage that. That was a good joke. Good joke. Keep the jokes like Excellent that joke. coming. Yeah. 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 And obviously you're referring to, Peter's referring to me. When I finish my run in Roslyn, I take the bike share up the hill to Clarendon. And I oftentimes do that. So if I am running up the hill, it's uh, it, a picture depicting me of uh, on a bike or a picture showing me on a bike would be more accurate. So just to explain the jokes on the program. Would you love to do? And <laughs> all, all good jokes need to be explained. So good job there. Right, right. Um, um, should we send the logo back for six months of uh, rework <laughs> to get that, that bike put in? Um, I also would like to say that because Farley brought up Meatloaf, my dad yeah. now has Meatloaf back in the brain, so he did tweet about Meatloaf, but I'm not going to spend any more time on that. All right. I will not bring up Meatloaf again. Sorry about that. Um, so still a lot of chatter about the logo. So Midpack Biped said, is that Farley leading the two women silhouettes or is Docs in third with a ponytail? Whoa. Any comment on that, Docs? Yeah. I mean, I wish I had enough hair to have a ponytail. <laughs> Yeah, good, good, uh, good tweet. I like that folks think that uh, those three folks are supposed to be us. That would have made sense. I don't kind even of. know if that was. I uh, actually, I do know that wasn't part of the design, but mm-hmm. that's fair. Maybe we do need to. Change those are our listeners. Up. Yeah. Oh right, true. yeah, those are shows our for our yeah, listeners, not right. for us. Mm-hmm. That's right. Good point. And then there's been a few people, including. PBR and Satya that have asked when there's going to be merchandise and I want to know when there are going to be stickers very soon I now that we finally have the logo shirts and stickers coming soon uh, we will have a piece of the uh, website designated to uh, the the show uh, again that should be less than the six months it took to do the uh, to do the logo, but we will have shirts and stickers, and hopefully we can even have those on the website. Awesome. Um, so then next up, we have the um, Annie Hughes debate in in that Annie Owens tweeted in and said, I'm the Annie who Joanna met at Navy Yard and the Pacers Marine Corps Marathon tent, but it's Owens, not Hughes. Mystery solved. So there is not two Annie Hugheses. Yep. See, I knew that there was just no chance there was two Annie Hughes. I, I think that there, there, there could definitely be two Annie Hughes. That listen to the show, I just okay. don't think there That's was fair. much of a, a chance well, you, of that. You're definitely the smartest guy at the table. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, proven. Um, and then John Bowers said, John from Old Town, I did run the Marine Corps Marathon docks. I wasn't just crashing the Pacers party. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I wrote you back, but I, I definitely botched that on the show, and I'm, I'm glad you uh, responded, and, and congrats on finishing the Marine Corps, and uh, sorry for that. Yeah, sorry we missed it. Um, cool. And then moving on to the courtroom feedback, um, Kevin King said, Dox's court on episode 26, Joe Torius DC has no case. She deleted her Twitter app as stated on Pace the Nation episode 25, hashtag case closed. Did I do something recently to Kevin King? I feel like I had a very uh, strong case. And the judge ruled in my favor. Yeah. Well, the judge didn't really rule in your favor. The judge ruled against Farley. Yeah. The judge ruled against me because I was uh, I was a little disheveled and did not have my argument ready. I will say that 
and whether this helps my argument or not, I do have a number of Twitter accounts, so I definitely follow you or at least see your tweets. So whether I was following you on Run Pacer or was it Run Pacers or Pace the Nation or whatever it was, I definitely had an account that followed you. That's I will comforting. say I will say that. I I don't think that King's King's point was like a technical point. I think he was kind of saying that the fact that you would delete Twitter at all that you you have no case. You 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 stand on no ground because you're not a Twitter, you're not a tweeter. Yeah, that's fair. Well, Let's not get to, let's not get back into Wapner's court here. Uh, we'll just end it with yeah. I didn't bring the music today. <laughs> let's, let's just end it with I'm not sure, but I did follow your tweets, and I know you were severely offended by that. I was not offended. I know. I know. Um, okay, and then Mark Naylor said, "Thanks, Notorious DC, for the dramatic tweet reading. Hope Judge William E. Docks rules that it counts for a pace the nation bump." Yeah, but Judge Docs doesn't determine the five-second bump. That comes from science. <laughs> That's true. Um, and then, as usual, K-Daddy Kevin King live tweeted the podcast. Um, if you don't follow him, you you can get the cliff notes about the podcast. Listen to the show, and then you can listen or read the recap. And then Andrea R., uh, Make Choices 61, becoming a regular tweeter to the show. And she said, I'm ready for a Pace the Nation fun run, start at the Navy Yard, and end at 14th Street. That works for me. Yep. Uh, we will get the intern on that. And that's actually about it, guys. It's been a quiet week on Twitter. I guess everyone was still recovering from Halloween. Yeah. Um, how did your uh, Halloween end up, by the way, Joanna? Um, I know it's your favorite holiday. It is my favorite holiday, and it was actually a little unexpected. So I ended up at a party at Post, mm-hmm. um, which is in Chinatown, and they were having – it was a Wicked-themed party. And pe- there was a lot of people that really got creative with their costumes. Like Wicked the Play? Wicked the Play, yeah. Mm. A, a Broadway? You went to a Broadway party? <laughs> it wasn't a Broadway party, but the sign looked – this. it's the same font, so maybe they didn't mean for it to be – the same, but it had the same font as the Broadway play Wicked. But there was a lot of people that had really awesome costumes there. There was this one girl who was the weather, and she had a cloud above her head that actually was storming. Like, there was lights in there, wow. and it would look like lightning. And then she had things that hung in front of her face, so it constantly... Like, she looked like a thunderstorm, and it was really cool. So and was she weather, or was she a thunderstorm? I think she was actually technically a thunderstorm. Yeah, but she was telling everybody she's weather? Um, well, I don't think I think I just messed that up. I think she was saying a she was a thunderstorm. Yeah. Wow, that definitely wins the night of costumes. I was in Clarendon. I did not see anything uh, that creative. Did they do a bar crawl? They in did Clarendon? a bar crawl, and it was it was a mess. You know, I, I I hadn't felt so old in quite some time walking through Clarendon. There were, you know, how, what you mentioned—the kind of costumes you don't like last week. Yeah. Those were the. That's what I would that were, expect that, that to were see. out there. Yeah. And they were, I mean, they were getting after it about three o'clock in the afternoon. And it was, it was a scene out there. But that's my neighborhood. Love Clarendon. Actually, I do love Clarendon. I just felt old. Uh-huh. That's why I was a little bitter. That's all. Uh-huh. Docs, how, how about your Halloween? Zero kids came to my house. Zero? Really? Yeah. Did the, you the have- words out. Did you have can't you? So you did. You put you did. Did you even put your empty bowl out for them? No, I, I was gonna be nice to them and give them candy. Was it the candy left over from our recording? No, I bought candy. Bought candy. Wow, I'm and, I'm and impressed. I brought, it, brought it to the office so they didn't eat it all. Wow. Well, next year, kids. He's um, 
No, he's in Arlington. Don't, come don't by. Come. Say, don't come to my house next year. Dress you guys up. ruined it this year. <laughs> All right, that's the tweets of the week. Uh, this is Pace the Nation. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and next we're going to be joined by Pacers employee, Pacers racing team member, and assistant coach at American University, Chris Kwiatkowski. We'll be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the program, and now we are happy to be joined by Chris Kwiatkowski. Thanks for having uh, me. He is uh, an AU coach. He is a Pacers running racing team member. He's also a, an employee of Pacers running Clarendon. Yeah, man. Uh, thanks for joining us. Did I get the name right? We call you Chris K. Yep, Chris K. No, you got the name spot on. So heck of a lot better than, uh, than anyone most. else I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so is is Kwiatkowski, Is that? Let me let me take a stab at this. Mm-hmm. I know it's not German. Nope. No. No. I know it's not. I know it's not like South American or anything like that. <laughs> I would guess Doc's Polish. Very good. Is that right? Polish. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not doing a bit there. I wasn't wasn't totally sure. <laughs> Wait. Can I interject? So don't you have a story though about your last name and its origins and a woman at a race? Uh oh, I do. That's a that's a good. Uh, so I ran the um, the GW 10K yeah last year, and uh, I won the race. So doing the awards, and I'm walking up to receive my award, and uh, this woman comes up to me right after I get down from the stage, and she comes up to me and she shakes my hand, congratulations, and she says. Are you are you Russian? And you know, obviously she's from some <laughs> Eastern European descent. Right. And I said, no, it's it's Polish. And she strips her hand away really fast, and she gives me this look of disgust. She goes, ugh, and then just turns around no and way. walks away. You're kidding! <laughs> it's pretty good. That's a good memory. I didn't. I forgot about that story. <laughs> wow, that is really funny. Uh, I wonder why what she had against. Pol- the Polish. Pol- the Polacks? Let's not go there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's for a different podcast. Maybe she didn't like Polish sausage. I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's it. Good call. Um, she also just turned the podcast off, too. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well listen next week. I, sorry, we won't have him on every week, uh, whoever whoever you are. No, uh, that that is a funny story. But you are a uh, a local local runner. Like I said, you've uh, you've made a career out of out of running your in in your young career here. Your few few years out of college, yeah. Uh, you made a career out of running, piecing it together. You know, we've had a number of guests on the the show, guys like Carrie and Julie and Matthew, who all are um, you know pretty much running. Well, I'd say Carrie is a coach too. Pretty much running full time, and I'd say Julie's a coach too. But Matthew's definitely running full time, and the story's going well. Yeah, yeah. I, and he's you know <laughs> whatever else he does, video gaming full time. You're good buddies with with Matthew, but um, you you piece it together. And uh, was this what you uh, envisioned when you graduated Oregon? Yeah, I think um, you know when I left uh, University of Oregon, I had um, a lot of desire to still compete. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, to still, you know, as we as we kind of say, chase uh, chase the dream. Um, in any capacity, I really didn't care how I was going to be able to do that. I just wanted a situation that um, you know I could continue to run, continue to compete, um, and uh, and 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 be happy and yeah. ex- excited. So I was actually offered 
the opportunity through through both uh, both you and uh, and a former podcast guest and uh, coach Matt Centerwitz. What, what what episode is Coach on? Seven <laughs> episode seven. If you haven't heard episode seven, tune in. That's one of our better ones. He the is only, always fun. The only two things that we consistently do on this show is talk about go listen to episode seven <laughs> and Pacers. We have five area locations. Right, 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 <laughs> right. But yes, yeah, so coach it, it gave you this opportunity to come in town along with Pacers running. Uh, Absolutely, which was which was awesome that you you took us up on it a few years back. Um, now you've you've you know continued to to run at a, at, at a high level. Uh, we want to talk about uh, you know you've had some some injuries and and a lot of our a lot of our uh, uh, you know listeners experience injuries. Um, sure. You know what what's the ride been like kind of on the injury front since you uh, have have run after Oregon? Um, well, actually, I've been uh, I've been. Um in mo- you know for the most part injury free since i've been out in uh, in the dc area uh mm-hmm. so ever since graduating college um you know i've uh, been able to stay for the most part healthy 365 days out of the year so do you think that it's the humidity that helps you stay injury free <laughs> i think uh you know a good a good change i think i grew up a little bit uh between the ears and um i think i have a, a great uh coach and mentor in uh, in matt centwitz um and i think um I learned a lot at my time in Oregon, what to do, what not to do, what things work for me. And, uh, you know, like you said, everyone goes through, you know, some kind of injury, whether it's a knee injury or a calf injury or something uh, more stressful, like a bone injury, something like that. Is that what you had in, in college? Because you, you, you had a, f- a few injuries in college, right? Yeah, I had uh, – most of my stuff was bone-related for okay. whatever reason. So I had uh, – I think six stress fractures in, in different different regions, mostly in the in the fibula or the um, or the femur mm-hmm. um, was my my problem spots. Uh, but um, yeah, I'm not sure really what was causing it. I think coach always says uh, you look at the word stress fracture and the first word is going to tell you everything you need to know about why the, <laughs> why you're getting injured. Too much stress when right. in, in some capacity. So. Well, Oregon doesn't sound that stressful according to, <laughs> according to Matthew. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know what 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 the stresses that you had. No, I had you, to keep up on Halo. Yeah, that's that's true. right. That's true. That's right. Well, I think you know, I uh, I was trying to play catch up with uh, um, a lot of the guys on my team. I went in probably a little over my head with mm-hmm. uh, some of the guys I was teammates with, and uh, probably set goals that were a little too ambitious. And these are things that I think um, our listeners can. Uh, probably relate to is maybe setting goals that are a little too um, out of reach at the time doesn't mean you can't have dreams but you got to be realistic at the same time and I think um, you know what I was doing was setting goals that were too high and then and then stressing about the fact that I wasn't there right um, and then you try and play catch up and you do too hard of workouts or you run too many miles or whatever the case may be and and um, you know a couple of weeks down the road you you can't run so uh it's a, it's a cycle that you can that you can fall into and once you fall into it it can be very very difficult to get yourself out of that so one thing i'm proud of is the fact that i was able to sort of dig myself out of that hole and had a my final year there um was a was a was a great year considering everything that right. happened in the past so 
Right. Do you think those injuries that you've had, has that, has that really helped you as an employee of the store? Yeah. I think, uh, you know, anytime you can relate to someone walking in the door is, uh, it's, you know, not only going to help um, your credibility with uh, with them in terms of a sale, but I think connecting with them on more of a uh, uh, personal level um, and, you know, they can see you as a, um, not just a employee or a salesperson but you know as a uh, as a mentor even or yeah. someone that has a little bit more experience um in in you know the same region that they're sort of going towards so uh, another thing a lot of our uh listeners can can relate to um is is running their first marathon which yeah. uh you are running your first marathon <laughs> yeah in, in, in february yeah, yeah. Talk, talk about that you nervous you excited all of the above yeah you know i think um I think at this point I still got um, another another race um, running the the local uh, the twelve k here. Um, yeah, you and Sandwich Todd Alexandria. both. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you think's gonna win? I, I don't know. We, we gotta get Todd on. Are you gonna run faster than four forty five per mile? Uh, that would be uh, that's my goal. Yeah, I think uh, somewhere between four forty and four forty five would be great. Ooh, it's gonna be close. It's gonna be close between you and Todd. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But no, you've got that race before before the marathon. Yeah, right? so I have. So basically, I'm sort of going one step at a time, and that's one thing I've really learned. And one thing Coach always um, really focuses on with me is is uh, going one step at a time, not getting too far ahead of myself. So to be honest with you, I haven't thought too much about the marathon. I'm excited uh, to run it, and I'm excited to prepare uh, for it once I get through this this 12k. But my most immediate focus would be. Um, in in about uh, you know nine days or so in Alexandria and then and then gearing up uh, for a little bit of marathon training um, heading in, heading into LA. Which marathon are you running? It's the Olympic Trials Marathon. So it's not just any marathon. <laughs> he's he's running the actual Olympic Trials. Yeah, you qualify. I guess you qualified for that with a uh, with a half. Yeah, I qualified uh, through the B standard with the half marathon last fall. I ran sixty four forty two up at the Philadelphia half marathon and then i just uh i ran my second qualifying time um just this last weekend up at the philly rock and roll so that was um, halloween halloween yeah. yeah lots of good costumes did you wear a costume <laughs> yeah what costume were you wearing uh i was a pacers running employee <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was a really, really good costume i think i think that one was was appropriate there was less costumes believe it or not docs less costumes up where the guys were running 64 minutes than people running an hour and a half or two hours. <laughs> I, I know I don't know if that would surprise you or not. What was the fastest Chewbacca in that race? <laughs> you know what? That's a great, great question. I, I didn't see a Chewbacca, but I did see my favorite one was three Will Ferrell characters. One guy was uh, Mugatu from Zoolander. Nice. Uh, the other guy was um, Anchorman. And then the third guy, they were a trio. They finished all at the Together. same time. Yep. And the third guy was, uh, I think he, my guess was he was... Uh, uh, Brennan from Step Brothers. Oh, right. nice. yeah. So all pretty good characters. That you know what, yeah. Joanna, that may be even better than the uh, the thunderstorm outfit and the coordinating of three people together, three Will Ferrells. That's pretty impressive. And running um, a race, race at yeah. half, mar- half marathon <laughs> together. Yeah, better than the storm, or better than the weather costume. Where was it? Thunderstorm. Either one. Uh, yeah. So. 12k coming up. You said you, you'd hope to run between anywhere between. Uh, uh, 440 and 445 pace um what what races have you done to indicate that you're in that sort of shape um well i think uh you know i ran uh army 10 miler um a few weeks back i was finished sixth place there i ran 48 33 all right sixth place let's just let's just pause real quick because you know 
some of the guests we have on are running track, and it's kind of harder to relate, but a lot of our listeners ran the Army 10 Miler, and you ran 48-33. 33, yep. And you were with the leaders the whole t- like most yeah. of the time. Talk about that experience. Yeah, it was it was a fun race. I mean, I've run the race. Uh, that's my f- uh, fourth time uh, competing in that race, and um, you know, every year it's exciting to step on the line when you have 30 plus thousand people yeah um you know with you kind of doing the same thing um and uh it was uh, it was a great race i was up in the lead uh doing a little my share of the leading as well through through the whole thing and uh i just didn't have the wheels the last half mile so i was there i could taste it but uh, i just didn't have the wheels that day so five was, uh five kenyan five, gold pass five, five, <laughs> five kenyan guys and yeah. i mean you were what 10 seconds off the yeah just right about right about 10 seconds away so uh, who's going to be in the tw- Who's going to be in the twelve K? Who can we look for other than Sandwich Todd, of course? Who, who are the other folks, the elites that we can look for? You well, have you any know, idea? Yeah, well, well, actually, one of my my teammates and then another uh, a Pacers employee, Ryan Mahalski. He's a new guy here in uh, DC. Um, one of my former teammates from from Oregon, Trevor Dunbar. I know he's coming out. He texted me the other day that he's racing. And then um, you know a, a lot of good good guys on on the road scene that'll be here. I'm not hundred percent sure. Sure. Who's going to show up until until we get to Sunday? But um, you know, a couple of the guys are entered that you know we raced against at the Army Ten Miler, so it should be it should be a great day. So that's November fifteenth. And yeah. seriously, if, if if people are interested in seeing a high quality event with some some really inspiring uh, professional runners, both on the men and women's side, uh, these guys who will be racing out there will be. You know, contending for the spot on the 2016 Olympic team, I, I would I would say with confidence that there's going to be folks out there who are that level of runner. So out in Old Town, November 15th, it's going to be a really cool race, and we'll be able to see Chris. Uh, what costume do you are you going to wear, wear out there for that one? Um, I got uh, a short. I got some short shorts and yeah. a uh, tank top. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> big uh, Pacers P on the front. Of it, nice. So. Well, that's a, that's a great costume. Yeah. So a big part of of what you do. How many hours a week do you work at the store? Uh, the store. I'm somewhere between uh, 25 and 30 hours a week. And that's but yeah. how many how many hours do you put on your timesheet? Oh, uh, <laughs> no, this is a, really no, what we're I'm, a unco- I'm a little uncomfortable with the boss <laughs> in the room. <laughs> no, I, I do think I do think it's it's really cool that uh, you could come in the store and you work a lot of Sundays. So if if folks want to meet Chris or work with Chris, he's he's great at fitting shoes too. Uh, you, you're in there a lot. It's really cool that you, as an elite runner, are able to work with. You know, a lot of the runners out there who are just, you know, just trying to get out and do their first run or first 5K are very much beginners. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it is it is a pretty rewarding. Um, I think my two favorite type of customers would probably be um, the high school kid that's kind of first getting into running, and then um, you know, the middle-aged man or woman who is kind of venturing into their first, uh, you know, not doesn't even necessarily have to be their first marathon, but their first sort of stab at, um, at, uh, uh, going for a goal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether it's a first 5k or it's a first 10k or even half marathon, marathon distance. Um, that's exciting for me. I think I can relate uh, a little bit more to the high school kids. Um, and, uh, it just reminds me of myself a little bit how you first, that's how I first my, uh, found my love for, for the sport of running. And then the, the guys and gals that come in that are sort of venturing into their uh, first 
ever experienced with the sport um, later in life is reminds me of my father. Um, right. And uh, my dad, kind of cool story. You know, I obviously competed in track and field. You know, through high school and college, you did, or he, or he did. I did, okay, I did. Yep, yeah, yep. And he he never, um, it, you know, you know, one of my biggest supporters, my one of my biggest fans, but never um, was a runner himself. Never grew up running. Uh, never ran. Um, you know, for exercise, he was a guy in shape guy. Ride his bike to work, but um, you know, he never, never would just get out the door to go for a run. And when I graduated college and and came out here, I don't know what it was if he was coming up on 60 or if right, he was just right. you know he kind of had this itch to sort of try something new and uh he wanted to do his uh biggest his big goal he was 59 years old and he wanted to run a marathon uh by the time he turned 60 so he uh um you know asked me for a little bit of advice i wrote him a basic training plan nice um and he got some other ideas talking to to some other people but um you know eventually worked his way up um just day by day and um uh rand completed his first marathon in the seattle ghost marathon they call yeah, it yeah. and he ran about four hours and five minutes he wanted wow. to break four hours but you know he, he was, was right, right there, there. Wow. so it was it was it was a good day just to, i think um you know we especially with your father when you can share in the similar passion um i mean obviously coach and and matthew have something that's um a very very special bond but anyway you can relate to um you know someone on the same level getting out the door when it's cold and uh and you know not sometimes even i don't want to go for a run but you got to get out and go go do it and i think my dad and i can somehow relate on that same level now which was very very cool so i think when those type of people come in the store and they're a little scared and a little nervous um, it's easy, very, very easy for me to work with them. Very uh, exciting, just because I know, you know, if they stick through it um, and they, uh, you know, they kind of go through with this daunting task, the reward is, is very, very big. So now that um, Papa K has done a marathon, um, <laughs> yeah. is he giving you advice for your first marathon? No, no, he. Um, you know, that, that's a good question. I think his his best advice is uh, he's pretty soft spoken, um, and uh, he just says he just always wants me to have have fun compete well and uh he knows i have you know the best coach in the world in uh, in centra so he's got he's got good faith in that <laughs> yeah so uh i do want to talk a little about your marathon but uh, it's interesting to me that you're in there you're in there on the sunday after running 48 minutes at, at the army <laughs> 10 miler which is incredible thank you for working that day oh, yeah. uh but you know, do customers walk in and do you advertise, hey, listen, I just ran 48 minutes in the 10 miler. Look at me. I can answer that. Yeah. No. Yeah. Chris is the most <laughs> humble person ever. Yeah. I mean, does that stuff come up? Obviously, you can relate to them as runners, but does it come up that you, uh, what you do in your own personal running? Uh, you know, I think, no, I would say, you know, the context and the conversation will always depend but i'm i'm not the type of guy to to say that to say that yeah. kind of stuff outright I've de i definitely uh what centros kind of taught me is you do have to own your accomplishments and 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 be confident um in in what you have done but it doesn't on the same way it doesn't doesn't need to be out you know i don't need to be outspoken about yeah. it i think if someone asks or they recognize me or whatever that is i'm you know i'm comfortable but um you know i'll ask the same uh the same type of questions as far as how did your race go how did how did you feel those kind of things are more interesting to me than you know uh boasting about my own accomplishments yeah no i and i i think that is 
is pro is true throughout all our uh, six locations that we have some pretty talented runners. I don't know if we have anybody as talented as Chris, but yeah, they're not advertising how great they are. It is more about the customer, obviously. So the first marathon in February, obviously a unique experience that you're going to be running this very high pressured, uh, you know, Olympic trials marathon. Yeah. But uh, like a lot of people who are just getting into the the marathon have not done long runs have you done a series of long runs what's the longest run you've done yeah i think uh you know in as far as distance running goes um in the uh, arena that i'm in it's it's you never really have a um you never really shy away from 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 doing long runs from doing yeah. distance runs so um the longest run i've done up to this point i mean specifically would would just be about 20 miles but okay. the longest run i've ever done uh is 27 and I got I got lost a little yeah. bit. Explain oh, this twenty. Yeah, the infamous <laughs> yeah. twenty-seven mile. Tell us about this twenty-seven miler that you did. Well, I know there's you know. I've, so you've I've, actually done a marathon. So this is second over yeah, sure, a marathon. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and all of this, I'm gonna before you even start, yeah. I'm gonna say all of this transpired after a full day of work. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think I was a little bit lazy getting up in the morning. So I've been working. <laughs> I've been working the floor recently, and I'm so tired after de- being done. I don't. I don't I, so go ahead and explain this to me. Sure. There's an age gap, finally. That's true. That's, that's true. All right. Well, there's. You know, I've been in DC for for some time now, and knowing, you know, I've lived in the in Maryland and in and the district proper, and then in Virginia as well. So I know a lot of the trails that they interconnect and all that stuff. So I knew a route that somewhat that I figured was somewhere around twenty three, twenty four miles, and okay. basically you take. Uh, where I was going to start was, um, you know, right sort of in the, under the Key Bridge, run out uh, the Capitol Crescent Trail uh, up through Bethesda, um, and then sort of meet up in into Rock Creek Park. Take Rock Creek Park, um, the trails in there down to um, uh, the Parkway, and then um, and then sort of jump up through through Georgetown, and, and you're kind of right. And that's about a right twenty. That's a good. That's a good for the listeners who haven't done that sort of loop. That's a. I mean, there's variations, but it's you know eighteen to twenty mile. Great run. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, and I, don't I know figured how it turns into twenty seven, but uh, yeah, <laughs> continue. So on. you know, I I figured. So I live, um, you know, right near Clarendon, and uh, so you, I figure, okay, well, about two miles down to the Key Bridge, and then. Um, two miles back home, so that's f- so that's four miles extra. Um, so I just figured I would be able to cut somewhere out of that a sure. little bit short in the in in the run. Well, I get uh, from my house down, up, you know, to the Key Bridge, up the Capitol Crescent, up through um, uh, into Rock Creek Park, and I and I look at my watch. I'm uh, about ninety minutes, so I'm at fifteen miles. Right, and I realize that the shortest distance. <laughs> That I have is twelve miles because I used to live right there. Right. The shortest distance to the house is twelve miles, <laughs> and so I'm thinking. I look at my watch. I go. I'm feeling okay. Right. But I'm like, I got twelve more miles. This is not going to be fun. <laughs> right. So I'm making this trudge, and I'm, I get basically to the Key Bridge, uh, to where I'm going to turn up back, go up to Clarendon, and hold on, I- just real quick here, Chris. <laughs> so at this point, let me just tell you, my co-host, this. This is where you need your bike share key. This is, it. <laughs> this is the perfect place for a bike share key. You yeah. bike up the hill. You're or a good friend. to go. Or a friend. <laughs> yeah. Or but a car. Or you have no true. car, no phone, no no bike share key. No nothing. So, yeah. yeah. Just uh, and I'm and it's the middle of summer, so I'm drenched in sweat. And I just the way I picture myself is I'm crawling up the key bridge. I'm looking like some swamp monster like, coming out like. <laughs> ah! You know what I mean? Coming out of the right. the water, and I'm trying to make this turn up to the. And I just. 
I walked for shame. Um, yeah. Shameless. I walked for yeah. about uh, uh, ten seconds. And I just said, "You got to finish this up." So right. I did, I'm walking across the key bridge. I just started running, and, and that's twenty. Up, so. so you were probably twenty five miles. Twenty five miles at that point. Oh yeah, gosh, so. Yeah. <laughs> and so after such a long, tiring run in the summer, what's the best way to recover? Um. Well, it's well that day. Uh, I just jumped in the ice bath and got some chocolate milk. <laughs> <laughs> Not a run to Seven Eleven and uh, yeah, a little run to Seven Eleven for some ice and chocolate milk. Um, right. So and, not uh, not all the candy that that Matthew would get. Well, there was probably candy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think I earned the candy yeah. on that one. <laughs> no, uh, so you have done you've done long long runs, but obviously the marathon will be totally different. In yeah, that you'll be. You know, running hard the the entire way. Yeah. What's what's your kind of goal for the marathon? I know you're not really thinking a lot about it at this point. Yeah. Well, I think you know, like you said, uh, it you know, it it especially this kind of race with the expectations that everyone has um, going into it. You said high pressure was the was the word used, which is absolutely true. But um, I think since I haven't run a marathon before, I don't have any pressure on me um, mm-hmm. to. You know, I don't. I don't really know the the uh, the arena that I'm getting myself into, um, and I think just lowering the expectations, which takes pressure off, which makes it more of a fun, exciting um, task rather than something that you know I I have to I have to accomplish or I have right. to do. And I think the unknown is is a little bit more uh, um, exciting than uh, than having done one before and having a little bit more pressure on yourself. Um, so I I think my main goal would be to uh you know just compete well. I'd like to be able to run uh you know 215 which is I think the reason for that that's the A standard to get into the trial. So I think if I ran that time it would just kind of tell me I belong there yeah. and that would just that would just be, you know, a good confidence booster for me. Have you looked at um recent results from from the last few uh trials yeah well i mean you know obviously each 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 place where they've held the trials is a little different um and the and the course this year um uh is is different from the la marathon so it's held in conjunction with the la marathon this year but it's a different course so it's not the normal point-to-point course that they're using it's actually a series of 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 loops you know six mile and, and four mile loops i think that they're they'll be running down there so i think um it's you can look at the past results and you can look at um you know how the competition sort of goes but each course each year each guy is different depending on where you're at so well, that's, i was just curious if if it was going to be a, an honest race or if if it would be a slow pace early on i yeah. know i know some years they yeah they go out slow really slow yeah where where we could see Chris at the begin at the front of the pack. That's right. That's, that's right. his chance to wear the Chewbacca outfit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yes. Let's yeah. talk after this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you don't know. No, you don't know. Um, and uh, that's what makes racing um, so exciting, especially at um, you know at this level with um, with with a lot of guys around you that have have the very same goal of uh, competing well. Um, it's just an exciting time. Yeah, and so you know, for some context, I think the the ninety six team for Atlanta, I think we only sent one guy, and he probably ran around two fifteen. Now, fast forward here to two thousand and sixteen. There's going to be a number of guys under two if it's if it's an honest race. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's going to be you at know, least with the time coming in, dozens and dozens of guys. Oh yeah, two fifteen and faster. 
So it, it is kind of a, a different time. So your goal isn't necessarily to make the Olympic team. If you made the Olympic team, that's great. But <laughs> no, I don't think in the marathon. Yeah, but <laughs> not, in the, not in the marathon. Uh, what, what, so you're, you're not really a marathon, or what, what do you really focus on in, yeah. in your own running? Well, my, my biggest goal would be to qualify um, uh, for the Olympic trials uh, on the track for the 10,000 meters. That's okay. basically my big goal this, coming up this next year, and I think using the um, distance training that you do for the marathon and, and you know using a lot of these fall races where I've been competing well, um, and having a successful fall just as a springboard um, is all is all kind of pointing in the right direction for me. So, well, you do a lot of the Pacers uh, uh, running events. Yeah, uh, t- tell me which one. I mean, and we see him consistently in the top. Uh, I don't know if I've ever seen him lose one of these events, but mm-hmm. tell me some of your favorite Pacers running races that you've done. I think uh, you know m- probably my favorite one is uh, Veterans Day yeah. 10K, which is coming up. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to because run it of the 12K this right, year. Right. Um, but uh, but that's I think that's a great one. I love the location. Um, I love the time of year. Yep. it's kind of fun just getting up that early. The sun's um, just coming up, and it's just a beautiful, beautiful place. Great event. Um, and I think the other one that I really enjoy is the Crystal City uh, Twilighter yeah. 5K. Yeah, um, which is a little. A little tough uh, running in the heat, but it's always a fun event. You have no problem running the heat. You ran through that <laughs> the 27 miles in the 100 degree. You were the swamp monster coming out. Yeah, of I don't know. I'm a little soft. I'm West Coast. So <laughs> yeah, this, this humidity, as tougher it is as it is for everyone else, I think I'm a little bit more affected by it than, than other people. All right. Well, Joanna had a series of questions here for you. Okay. Well, I have a lot of questions. All right, so Uh-oh. let's let's get to these questions. We don't want to take too much of his time. He does have to work the floor today. <laughs> okay. Well, we still have an hour. Okay. All right, <laughs> an hour. <laughs> um, okay. So I'm going to go back and talk about how you got into running. So okay. how did how did you get into running? Um, how did I get into running? Well, I grew up playing soccer, and uh, I was actually at I had we had a soccer game. And I spent the night with uh, one of my teammates um, at his place after the game. And then we were uh, the next morning. He was going to go. Um, we were going into our, you know, the summer from eighth grade to ninth grade. And at that point in Washington, you can um, attend uh, practice for high school cross country. And he was going to practice, and I had no idea what cross country was. I really wasn't interested in um, in just running. Um, but he was basically my ride home, <laughs> and uh, so I just ended up going to practice. I ran practice in in soccer cleats. <laughs> Are you kidding no. me? No, <laughs> no. Uh, luckily, we're awesome. the majority. Uh, you know, I'm from the state of Washington, uh, Northwest in Bellingham, and uh, we have a lot of grass up there. So I I was was fortunate to run on grass, but I did most of my running on in my. Um, was it a workout day? It was just a run, you know, in the summer, just taking easy. I think we ran four or five miles, something like that. So moving so. forward, did you continue to run in cleats or did you get running shoes? So the next, I brought my running shoes, but they really weren't, you know, I wasn't, I didn't go to a specialty running store um, to uh, to inter- get mine, which is actually very important. Inter- um, the stress yeah. fractures. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Hence so all the injuries. <laughs> Hence all the injuries. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, but my, my high school coach uh, pulled my mom aside when she came to pick me up and he said, uh, look... Don't want to be uh, um, too blunt here, but your son's got some good talent, and he needs a new pair of shoes. You should go get him right now. <laughs> go, to, go to Pacers now. <laughs> so, uh, so then I went to yeah. Uh, it was basically Pacers equivalent out yep. there, and got fit for right pair of shoes, and um, and off we off we go. Awesome. Um, okay, so next, um, I've had a lot of conversations with Carrie Gallagher about. Mm-hmm. 
um, loving the struggle of running because uh, obviously every day you go out, you don't feel great. Um, mm-hmm. So to really fall in love with the sport of running, you have to accept that some days are not going to be good and there's definitely going to be this struggle. So what do you think is the most important part of running or what do you think is the most important truth that you have to understand or accept to really fall in love with running? To fall in love with running? Um, well, I think it really depends on you know what your goals are, uh, what you want to accomplish, whether it's a race, whether it's to lose 70 pounds, whether it's to, um, compete at, at a high, high level, um, you know, or, or, or whatever goals fall sort of in between that. And I think the biggest thing you have to come to terms with is, is, um, is who you are at that moment. Um, in, mm-hmm. you know, in your training in in your, you know, whether if it's, if it's your racing in your racing, um, you have to be honest with yourself and that for a lot of people, myself, very much included, I might lead the charge in that is is that it's very tough to be honest with yourself about who you are, where you're at, um, and and where you where you want to go. So um, I think honesty, being honest about about that is is very hard. I like that. I, I definitely <laughs> experience that myself daily uh, because I think of myself as the a runner that I used to be, and I just can't go out and do that anymore. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, all of us probably at Docs and I's age of twenty five. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, and then moving into uh, your coaching now. So yeah. some people really want to be coaches. Some people just fall into coaching. Mm-hmm. So what what sort of camp do you fall into when it comes to coaching? I, I really want to be be a coach and involved in coaching for a very long time. Um, I'm not sure where that sort of love or or passion came from i think it's you know mostly rooted in the fact that you can stay involved in the sport um and i've always been uh excited and uh um in in being able to help people in in teaching i think that's a very rewarding uh aspect of of what coaching offers um and i think just being around kids that sort of remind you yourself and being able to help them uh guide them through you know Maybe the mistakes that you made, um, helping them not make those same mistakes, and then getting them to their their goals is is, is a fun part of um, fun part of my job. Okay, and then um, one more sort of serious question mm-hmm. before I get into my final round of questioning. <laughs> nice. Um, uh, I think we've alluded to it on the show a couple of times, but you are involved in a book about Coach Matt Sensuous. Yeah. So can you talk a little about why you decided to? be involved in that project if like why writing why coach <laughs> yeah um well i you know i don't have anything uh published and i don't have and i'm really not the most experienced writer but i do enjoy it and um my first interaction with coach uh, you know obviously the our listeners got to uh hear the voice episode and, seven and you know episode seven yeah yep. and mm-hmm. and feel the presence a little bit but mm-hmm. um if you have any sort of uh, passion with the sport of running, he will bring it right to the forefront of your mind. And I think when I first met him, being uh, Matthew's roommate, uh, it's just something connected with me on a on a level that was, um, you know, it was it was just so exciting to me. It was a new, refreshing, passionate sort of view towards our sport, and I, I wanted to be involved with him, uh, you know, at some point. So I, what I really started doing just for more of my personal benefit was to write down a lot of his quotes, and I would just sort of keep track of, like, most of them were, were funny. Uh, you can, know. You, can you say any of the quotes? Are they 
Uh, do we have for, that bleeping? Yeah. <laughs> yet? <laughs> well, you know, so it depends on on the context. I would have to go. You know, I'm I'm really good at remembering a lot of stuff that he says, but it, it sort of has to be sparked. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, one of my favorite ones from him is that the. And I think it speaks to the point that we were talking about earlier. Is that uh, the stopwatch never lies? Uh, he says that yeah. a lot in in regards to to you know racing on the track and training on the track. Is that the stopwatch is never going to lie to you? So you may as well get on board with being honest. Well, about who he you was are. he was coaching uh, you know me at you know years ago in the five o'clock group, which yeah. is just the, the 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 jogging group that was behind you guys or what is now you guys. And I remember a, a quote that because he does have great quotes. I remember one one thing, and I believed him so much. And I was you know not nearly the runner that you are, or marathoner that you are. He said, "Farley McCarney, five minute pace for a marathon. When did that become hard?" <laughs> <laughs> and I believed it. I was like, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> Meanwhile, I could maybe put together three five minute miles in a row, and that was it. But. Uh, you know, he said it with such conviction and believability that you're like, okay, let's go. Yeah. Well, he has that way, I think, um, of putting the most uh, daunting tasks in a very simple manner. Yeah. And if you're about it and if you have the determination and I think a good word is conviction yeah. to go through with it, um, you know, he'll make those simple tasks or those daunting tasks seem very, very simple. Five minute. What's five minute pace? You know what I mean? Yeah. And the way he describes it to our... To our kids um, at AU, our mileage especially, what's 60-second pace for, for 400 meters, which is a four-minute mile? Right. <laughs> um, very, very fast, obviously. But to, you have to break it down like that to make those goals attainable for yourself. Um, so that's another great quote from him, yeah. So when will the book actually come out? Uh, our goal is to have the book out um, before the uh, Olympic trials on, on the track. Wait, the actually, track is, trials. is there a working title for it? We don't have a working title. Okay. I have my ideas. Uh, Coach has his own ideas, but uh, you know we'll we'll, we'll figure out a, a good title for it. Tell us more about the book, Chris. Yeah, well, it's uh, you know it's it's not necessarily um, your sort of run of the mill biography, autobiography, yeah, whatever you want to call it about um, someone's life. What we've tried to do is make it fun to read, um, exciting for people of. Um, who come from you know all different backgrounds, whether you're an elite athlete, whether you're a coach, whether you're a high school kid, whether you're um, a parent of, of, of an athlete. Um, so we have sort of, you know, the way we've sort of looked at it is, is three different um, viewpoints mm-hmm. uh, of Centro as a coach, as, a, as an athlete, and as a parent of, of three successful kids um, and sharing his insight with, with stories, uh, some that are, you know, humorous. Some that are serious. Some that are, uh, you know, in the, in in between that um, of lessons that he's learned, uh, people who he's encountered and, and helped him along the way, um, and uh, just sort of going through his life, but in a, in a different way than than a lot of these biographies have done in the past. Can you compare it to any book out there currently, or that people would know? Maybe the style that you're writing it, or you know, it's, anyway. it's it, it, it that is difficult. It's um, it's because it's very much his voice yeah. uh, and and his words. I'm really just sort of putting it together, um, editing it to make sure that it that yeah. it makes sense. But okay. it, in for the most part, it's it's just um, in in his own words, sort of how he sees things, how he views things, and you know, backed up with with the successes of 
sure. himself, um, his his coaching career, and uh, and you know his his three three kids that he's got. Um, the my inspiration for it was I read this book called uh, "Shit My Father Says." Yeah, yeah. And it was basically <laughs> like each chapter. You know, I read it a while ago, so I don't really know the um, the uh, exact format. But basically, each chapter he had like a he started with like a quote from his dad, and then he sort of went into you know how you know what that quote okay. meant to him, or how that quote kind of changed him. Um, and it was sort of like a written in a similar style, like a memoir. Um, and I, I just I thought that was really just refreshing and and cool. And you didn't you didn't want to put the book down. And that's kind of our idea is we don't want people to be put to sleep from this book. Like oh here's this you know you know his worst fear. He says I don't want to be the dinosaur that right. people are like looking at, like oh this old guy again just wants to tell a story. It's it's refreshing. It's fun. Um, and there's there's a lot of stories in there that people are, are really gonna take a lot out from you know laughs and and also um and also lessons yeah and and if anyone knows coach you literally hear a new story and you probably as well as you know you probably still hear new stories i'm with him you know and i've been with him every day for (laughs) for four years um and i still get new stories every single day (laughs) matthew his son uh you know and probably probably one of his best friends um you know still gets new stories every day so <laughs> and, there's and, and they're authentic stories and they're just somehow stuff just finds them oh man so yeah that's somehow, right <laughs> yeah so i should have at you know when we introduced you uh chris we should have said coach professional runner you know, uh, Pacers running employee and author. So I'm sorry. <laughs> author, I don't I'm know. Sorry. Aspiring, should, aspiring. Aspiring. <laughs> author. It's amazing that you still find time to run with all of these I other know, things. Man. Yeah. Well, you know, that's probably get it done. <laughs> a main part, main part of your day. I, I, I'm sure. So again, tell us when the book should be out. Um, you know, we're, we're shooting for before the Olympic trials on the track, which, okay, so uh, you know, Ju- before June would okay, be. Okay. So June is the, is the, yeah. For yeah. those who don't know the, the timing of all the Olympic trials. The Olympic trials for the marathon is February. February thirteenth. And, and they select both the men's and women's team. They there do, yeah. In, in in LA and then in June or July will be the Olympic trials. And where's the Olympic trials? Olympic for? trials is uh, Eugene, Oregon. Okay. Home Eugene, of the Ducks. Eugene, Oregon, home <laughs> That's of the right. Ducks. Okay, so in the movie Step Brothers, I believe there's a moment when Will Farrell and who's the other actor? Uh, John C. Riley. John C. Riley. Second Step Brothers reference in this podcast. <laughs> yeah. wow. So there's a moment when they look at each other, and I think Will Ferrell says, "Did we just become best friends?" <laughs> so I would like to know the moment that you and Matthew looked at each other <laughs> and became best friends. Oh man. Uh, well, I could. Yeah, I could definitely tell you. Um, it's. I would have to censor a, a part of it, but basically, um, a uh, a girl had walked by and. Um, we uh, he, Matthew made a comment, and uh, we looked at each other, and uh, we just sort of knew that we were on the same wavelength as far as <laughs> what we were talking about. You looked at each other, <laughs> then we, you pointed up to the Matthew Sensuitz billboard. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, and, and, and here we are now. <laughs> yeah, that's great. What is the best breed of dog? Oh, uh, well, you know, before... Yeah, English Bulldog, for sure. But before, okay. I would say, I have this roommate uh, who has... Um, show me my love for English Bulldogs because he has one. But before I lived with him, I would probably say Husky. Okay. All right. Yeah, but definitely English Bulldog. Now. So Wallace has changed how you feel about Yes, English yeah, Bulldogs. Wallace is uh, the Bulldog's name. Okay. And you've probably seen him around Clarendon. He's the one that looks like a tiger. With a lot of stripes. <laughs> a lot of stripes, a lot of wrinkles. Yeah, a lot of wrinkles, big dog, <laughs> yes. Um, okay, what's the appropriate serving size uh, for goldfish? 
Oh, the goldfish? Big, goldfish. The, the big okay. carton. The big carton that you can find. It's like uh, always on the bottom shelf. Is it like a Costco deal? Or oh, you yeah. can find those? Yeah, at, yeah. Or can you, you, you can find them? You at, can get them anywhere. I mean, at, okay. at like a giant, you okay. know, or a Safeway. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, it's like the would be the Costco equivalent. Yeah. Right. And that's just the whole box is one serving size. Yes. Yeah. Oh, for Chris. Whole, okay. That's the best way to do it. Yeah, because, yeah, okay. you know, you got to get your Omegas. Yeah, it's exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. Good to know. Um, what do you think of Drake's Hotline Bling video? Oh, the video is great. I love everything about Drake. Uh, I think he's the songbird of our generation. <laughs> so is this serious? Oh, no, uh, it's dead serious. No, really? I have a. I used to have a poster of Drake hanging up in my room. <laughs> wow. I'm not ashamed to say it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, I love. that's my favorite artist for sure. We, we broke down the Drake video on a show last oh, yeah? week, I think so. Uh, I think it was last, last week or I two weeks ago. I think it was, ago. yeah, last yeah, episode. Yeah, two episodes ago. Two episodes ago. Uh, the three of us <laughs> hadn't actually heard of what that song was. When we actually oh, yeah. heard the song, we knew what the song was. Right. We yeah, just hadn't seen the video. Seen so okay. since seeing the video, how many turtlenecks do you have now? Oh, no turtlenecks. Okay. No, no. Yeah, you, you, you know, can't I don't, hold off. I don't necessarily speak to Drake's style, um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think that uh, he's, he's, he's a great musician and uh, he could probably put out a track of him just yelling and I would be all about it. <laughs> nice. Um, what is the best candy? Oh, Kazoozles. For sure. Okay. I've never even heard of Kazoozles. Yeah, they're uh, a dying breed, I think, because they just changed the name to uh, Sweet Ropes, Smarties Sweet Ropes. Okay. Um, but it's a great candy. you got to try it's it. It's kind of the Smarty family of candy. Yeah, you know, they now they are. They think they're trying to, you know, consolidate them or whatever. But uh, they used to just be their own thing because it was a Wonka. It was a Wonka candy. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's like, a, um, like a licorice rope, but it tastes like uh, um, they have cherry and... Uh, and uh, and watermelon flavors. So Were you good. part of this Matthew Sensuitz Seven uh, uh, Eleven run? run? <laughs> yeah, I was there. I was. Uh, there? Oh, I was. I Who was... do you think was his main partner in crime? <laughs> it had to have been Chris. Yeah. I mean, how happy was this Seven Eleven owner? Like, well, well, at first he thought so. A side note from from all this, you know, I'm sure people were wondering. We were 100 percent sober going oh, yeah. into this Seven oh, Eleven. So I think the guy thought we were we were drunk or, right, or right. you know maybe on some other drugs going right. in there because we just started throwing stuff up on the counter like six bags of chips. You know Matthew's <laughs> just telling us to run wild. So we're in there going nuts. So I think the guy was actually pretty pissed. But when uh, you know. We, Actually, the credit card showed up, and and the guy yeah. knew we were going to pay. Then he was really happy. <laughs> he was super happy. <laughs> yeah. Then he was happy because I think at first he thought we were just making a mess and going to leave. But you know, now I think we're his favorite customers. Do you do you remember how much that? Maybe we covered this in Matthew's episode. Do you remember how much it was? Yeah, I think it was like one twenty six oh two or that something like that. It was right. The total there. changes. Yeah. Don't a, anybody yeah. fact check that's, that because okay. yeah, it's definitely impressive. been different okay. different numbers. Right. It, was, it was right around there. Yeah, right. that's a lot for Seven Eleven. It's yeah, it's a whole village, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it probably lasted like forty eight hours. Wow. <laughs> um, okay, and how many weddings have you been to, and how many weddings have you officiated? Oh, good question. Um, I've been to two weddings. And I've officiated too. I am an ordained officiant. It was a long. Can long... I add that to the job title? Wow. <laughs> that's right. That. Sure. That's yeah. sure. I was. It was a long, long process. It took about uh, two minutes um, and forty dollars <laughs> on the internet uh, to get ordained. But I actually have a plaque with my name. And uh, no, I went through the Unitarian Universalist uh, Church. Okay. And I've done. Um, you know, two of my best friends' uh, weddings in, in the past couple of years, which is which is fun for me. And not having wedding experience before that, I didn't really know what to go off of. But I think anytime you have a platform to 
make fun of uh, a couple of your best friends for 30 minutes is, is, is fun. So. All right. So p- putting you on the spot here, yeah. uh, you know, marry Joanna and I right now. Okay. Let's go. I mean, I'm married and, you know, so not really because now I'm saying this and I'm thinking, wow, he could actually yep. marry. Right. <laughs> Well, you know, I think uh, I like to I like to go into more of the the personal realm of things. It's okay. not necessarily so you get to know the they get you know, yeah. I, uh, two of the you know one of the guys I grew up with, um, and then the other guy uh, was one of my close friends from college. So I got to know them, you know, very very well, ins and outs of their lives, and um, and I think I brought a lot of that to to the uh, to both ceremonies. There was um, laughing, crying, a, you know, I like that sort of high and lows of emotion. Um, and, uh, I think it just brings people closer together. Uh, my, both my advice to them, um, which is the advice my dad gave to me. Um, when, uh, when I, when I moved out here was to follow your passion, um, in life and to live your passion in life. So, uh, that's the advice that I, uh, like to leave both of the, uh, um, well, now married people with. So. Yeah, I like it, man. That's 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 very well done. Yeah. I had no idea that was one of the things you did. Yeah, I mean, I'm comfortable in for, uh, you know up on a stage. I, I think if Chris has an audience, he's always happy. Yeah. If I have an audience of yeah. people who are like there that have listened to me, I'm, I'm pretty excited. All <laughs> yeah. right. Well, if you want to get married by Chris Kwiatkowski, uh, you can reach out to the Pace the Nation Twitter account, and we can connect you guys. It's, yeah, it's just a small fee of uh, fifteen hundred dollars, and uh, we can get this going. <laughs> but I think you can barter for some kazoozles. Yeah. You can, yeah, we can. We can. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, get me on the hotline. We can. We can talk. <laughs> Um, and then I just have one more sort of serious question. Okay. Um, so talking about, it sounds like a lot of coaches book and, um, a lot of your successes also come from having a strong community of people around you. Yeah. Um, so can you talk a little about your community of friends, of runners and what's been the biggest influence or who's been the biggest influence on your life? Yeah. Well, I think I've had three, um, I would say three groups of people that are my major influences um you know one is obviously my parents i have two two great parents um in my mom and my dad that have just allowed me the opportunity to sort of find my own path and grow up um in a way that's uh um you know gives me the confidence to sort of go forward in life knowing that i have um the ability to make decisions um and uh and the confidence to move forward with them um the other group of people would be my my coaches my three coaches from high school uh, my coach Bill McClement, uh, my college coach in Coach Andy Powell, and my current coach in Coach Matt Centrowitz have all had a profound impact on who I am and and uh, and and the person that I, that I want to be. Um, and then my third group would be my my group of of close friends. I think uh, uh, most notably. Um, <laughs> Former podcast guest uh, Matthew Center <laughs> yeah, yeah. episode yeah. Uh, twenty, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, whichever uh, one. Docs, <laughs> yeah, Docs had to step out, so twenty-four, I think it was. But uh, yeah. but but Matthew um, and uh, and then and then everyone everyone else um, that I've that I've sort of encountered along the way. Uh, Nick and this is one of the guys that I uh, married um, to his to his wife, and um, those people are. Um, you know, just my my stronghold, my support, and uh, most of them aren't runners. I think Matthew and then and then a handful of others others are runners, but the majority of my friends are are not. So I think having um, those people who are not in the sport really help balance me out. And how do you keep in contact with all of your friends? Uh, we're in a group chat yeah. most, for most of us. Uh, we're we're in a group chat uh, that uh, we we text in probably too much throughout the day. Yeah. Uh, I think our record is like 
2,000 missed text messages. To <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> wow. Well, so, that's awesome. It's, I, it's a bit much. I, I have to say, I, I think uh, your story is great. And he, he's a really, you're a really smart guy, man. And you could do a lot of things. Um, Thank you, Farley. Yeah, no, I, I, I really believe Joanna's laughing, but I really believe <laughs> yeah, you could Joanna laughs because she yeah, knows the truth. Yeah. <laughs> she, she, you could do a, you could do a lot of things, and I think it's really cool that you are following your passion, running. And there's no guarantees in running. You're not going to be like not you're not a, you're not, not a shoe in to make the Olympic team, you know, or or to you know even you know place in the top you know 25 of the Olympic no, trials or anything like that. You're a great runner, but you're not the top of the top. So I think it's great that you've continued to follow that passion and you haven't gotten caught up in a lot of like what everybody else thinks you should do. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's really cool. And, uh, if you really want to talk to a genuine guy, I'm telling you, come to Clarendon on a Sunday and, and he can help you with shoes and, and just talk running, uh, talk life. Uh, even uh, help you get married. That's so I right. Didn't even, I didn't know. And I am so single, so he's <laughs> <laughs> a very eligible bachelor. Very eligible bachelor. I got two of the most eligible bachelor and bachelorettes right here with me. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and I would say the third one, but Docs again did step out. Um, he is another eligible bachelor. I know he'd be pissed if I didn't uh, <laughs> let people know that. But no, I think it is. It's really cool that you've you've really followed your passion and and. I think that uh, you know more people should follow that uh, example, and like you said, you know how you leave people in when you officiate uh, weddings. Is it officiate weddings? Yeah. Um, you know to to follow your passion, do what you love, and I think you're doing that, and you're a good example of it. Thank you. All right, so that's Chris Kwiatkowski. Uh, we look forward to seeing him in a week and a half at uh, the 12K USATF. Uh, 12k national championship race that goes through old town uh so we can follow him there along with a a number of great uh runners from the u.s and then we'll uh follow his progress as he uh gets uh ready for the marathon trials that happen in february so we'll check back in with you chris uh and you'll have to keep us updated on how things going thank you i will all right that's chris k there he goes we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back right, right after this on Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to Pace the Nation. Thanks again to Chris Kwiatkowski for joining us. Uh, very good interview there. Hey, Joanna, great job. Thank awesome you. Awesome questions. Thank you. That was very, very well done enjoyed your uh, questions it was obvious that you had some insider knowledge on a few of those questions it does help yeah it definitely does help that you that he chris actually worked for joanna to pull back the curtain for you know a year or or maybe more two years two years so you get to find out that he is a uh, officiant and that he likes a certain kind of candy or that he ran 27 miles but great stories from chris kwiatkowski uh here on pace the nation uh, of course, Pace the Nation is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area DC locations. Pacers Running is for every run. Uh, Joanne, I found out this week that my mother-in-law listens to the show, and she was um, she's from New Jersey or lives in New Jersey, and she was disappointed that we don't mention our Princeton store. So we do have a store in Princeton. Um, I'm disappointed that you aren't disappointed being from New Jersey. <laughs> 
you should have uh, made sure that I mentioned the Princeton store and the Pacers read every time. But so Mar- I dropped the ball on that. There you go, Princeton, New Jersey, as as well, of course. Uh, we've got to end the news segment, but you had one thing for us before I get to that. Yeah, so I just had a quick story, um, mm-hmm. and it just is it just shows how great it is to live in D.C. and how wonderful the running community here is. Um, so I had a really awful run on Wednesday, and I'm doing the Richmond Half soon, and I was like, just like, oh, I don't, like, I feel awful. This is really terrible. So this morning... I met one of my good friends for a run and both of us were like, oh, we just like feel terrible. We're a little sick. Like this is going to be a terrible run. And then about half a mile in, we see in front of us this other girl that we know that we run with sometimes. Her name's Kathy. And so we're like, oh man, it's Kathy. And then we catch up with Kathy and then three of us just have a great run. Of like course. seeing Kathy and just like having, like seeing someone on the trail that you know, I think just really um, brought a new energy. I bet. Exactly. Yeah. So then we, we did longer and faster than we thought we had a great run. And that's what I love about DC is that you can always run into somebody, you know, or meet somebody on the trail and just have a really great run. I think that's great advice. Uh, sometimes you just got to get out there and get going. You know, you may feel, cause I've had similar to the, that story. I've had some of my best runs when I'm feeling awful. And then next thing you know, you get going, you, maybe it's, you see a friend or maybe it's, you just start feeling good. Or maybe it's, you start thinking about something, whatever it is, they can turn from the worst runs to the best run. So glad to hear that you're back. So but running's going all right for you now. You're back in the saddle. I'm back in the saddle. That's good. That's good to hear. All right, Joanna, we're going to try this new segment here in the news. Is, is Huey Lewis involved in this? No, not this week. All right, this week on In the News, in this segment we will focus on things that are in the news and running. Uh, Joanna, did you know that the City Sports Company filed for Chapter 11, and is now closing all their doors starting next week. All of them? All their doors. Wow. I think they were trying to they were trying to salvage some doors, uh, but n- there's a number of city sports here in the D.C. area. I know they've got one in the Mosaic District in Virginia. They've got one in Georgetown, Chinatown, maybe Midtown D.C., uh, you know, a couple in Maryland. So they are closing their doors. So um, I don't know what that means for um, folks who uh, have shopped City Sports and gotten their running shoes and uh, apparel and accessories from City Sports, but maybe they'll come see you at Navy Yard or me at Clarendon or uh, find a Pacers running close to them. So I thought that was interesting. Also in the news, as we've referenced a number of times on this show, the 2015.USA National 12K Road Championship uh, race is coming to Old Town Alexandria. Uh, that's November fifteenth, and it's noteworthy because a number of of athletes, besides Chris Kwiatkowski, uh, who are best in the country, will be in town. I believe that uh, maybe the mo- most notable is Molly Huddle is scheduled to be here. Uh, we're hoping to have her on the program. That'll be a fun interview. But that's uh, November fifteenth. Uh, hopefully, uh, Sandwich Todd is ready to go. I hope so, too. Um, this really isn't in the news, but uh, I'm going to add it here to the end of the news segment. Um, I've decided I'm running the 
Philadelphia Marathon. That's uh, the week after the 12K Championship, so that is November 22nd. I've got 15 years of a, a sub-three-hour marathon, so it's going to be in jeopardy this year. So I'm hoping to run 259.59. So uh, hopefully I can report back good news in a few weeks. We also have a new logo for the show. I, I, we talked about that earlier, but I believe that's noteworthy as well. We will have hopefully st- T-shirts and... Stickers. Oh, I was going to say uh, bumper stickers and business cards, but definitely stickers. Bumper stickers or stickers? I was just thinking stickers. Just stickers. Why stickers? I don't know. I just really like stickers. Okay. You All can right. put them on a lot of different things. Stickers. Stickers it is. Uh, so the new logo, I think, is a, is a pretty cool logo. Uh, Pace the Nation officially uh, on Twitter with the logo and hopefully new gear and and, and other uh, collateral coming out soon. All right. Thanks again to Chris Kwiatkowski for joining us on today's program. I uh, look forward to seeing how he does next week at the 12K. Look forward to his book, his marathon, his marriages that he officiates, all that stuff. So thanks again to Chris. Docs, we missed you the last segment here. Hopefully your trip's good. Joanna, good show. Great show. Great show. Great question. Big show. Big, great big show. All right, that's Joanna Russo for the William E. Docs who's on the road. I'm Chris Farley. We'll see you next week on Pace the Nation.